0: No one knew she was dead. And it's like, how many stories are there like that where people just haven't been checked on? They haven't been called just to say, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? And the Surgeon General uh, just released a report, 80 pages. All these researchers came together saying it's not just older people, it's everyone right now in all age ranges that are feeling loneliness.
1: What's up, fam? This is Lamar Tyler, the creator and host of Traffic Sales and Profit Show, and I'm excited to have another episode with you. Another amazing entrepreneur. We are joined today, right? Y'all lock in for this one. Christian Ross, you've seen her on HGTV, she's a celebrated and, and OG in these real estate streets, right? <laughs> expert broker and also a tech founder behind something new called Happy Talks. We're gonna get, can we get all that today? We can get all of it today. All right, also, <laughs> how you doing today, Christian? I'm doing great. All right, good to see you again.
0: Great to see you as well, thank
1: you. All right, you. And, and I'm excited because we've been having a lot of real estate conversations lately um, from all different angles. Only once have we had a broker come in from that angle. And I'm excited to ask you some questions around real estate from that point because I feel like you are the one like, feet on the ground, uh, working with, talking to, negotiating with, all the things, right? All the all, things. All the things, uh, <laughs> good and bad, to come with it, right? Yes. Um, so things I want to ask you about that. But then I also want to get into how you begin to transition into the world of tech Yes. and becoming a tech founder. I want to hear about, is that just like real estate? Is it nothing like real estate? Is it God. totally different? Is it better? Is it worse? All that type of stuff. Um, But again, like, thank you for coming. I'm excited about today's conversation.
0: Well, I'm so excited to be here. And it's funny because yeah, all those things I'm excited to talk about. (laughs) So let's jump, before
1: we get going, I always like to ask people about their background. Mm -hmm. How did you become this power broker in real estate? Was real estate something you always interested in? Was something you kind of stumbled into? Like, how did it happen?
0: So real estate was definitely not a path for me at all. Mm -hmm. I uh, came here for college, went to Clark Atlanta, graduated, whoop, whoop, CAU, and, um, you know, went out and just started working in media sales. I went to a program Mm. at Howard University right after I graduated and it was a tough year recession wise for the economy. And I was like, what am I going to do? But I also was accepted to that program when I first started my senior year. So it was Mm. great when everyone else was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I had this program to go to and everyone the previous year had gotten hired. So, um, a bunch of us were hired out of that program I got into media sales started working it and I was just like this is so mundane how many times can I give calls per point how many times can I sell a radio station in Dallas in New York and so I was on the Infinity CBS team okay on top 10 markets and my neighbor my neighbor Tom was talking to me and he said hey it's not a real name. Tom is a real. Okay, name. So that sounds like that could have been like a, an alias. It does. It sounds kind of <laughs> aliasy. It does. My name Tom. <laughs> Tom. <That's> Tom. Okay. <laughs> Tom is so real. Um, <laughs> Tom was like, "Hey, I got a friend. He has a real estate business. He does condo conversions. Um, he's looking for an assistant." So of course, I call my mom. My mom's like. You have a four hundred and one k. You have an Amex Platinum <laughs> card. You've got you know all these things. You can't leave. And I was like, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? Great point. And so I I did it, and I actually like stumbled into my passion. And so that's what I thought was so great was that I felt like I just led my path to be like, you need to be here. No more radio stuff. So uh, that's why I got into real estate. And so I was on the commercial side coming in, and so I met my husband at uh, there, and that was. 18 years ago this year. Wow. So met my husband there and, uh, we both quit together. We put our arms around our boss and we were like, we love you, but we quit. No one had any idea we were dating, so that was another, <laughs> <laughs> that's another fun thing. But uh, then I decided to get my license and actually go into residential.
1: Where's Tom at now? You ever talk to Tom? I do talk to Tom. Okay, I'm going to say Tom is responsible for your marriage. He's responsible for like... Actually, he you, is. You don't say like like your your career. Tom Tom is tied in. Tom is, Tom is invested
0: in your future at this point. He is, and I honestly don't want to give him credit for my marriage because that was <laughs> <laughs> go to his head. Tom is actually about to open a restaurant, Conyers. There we go. Yeah. Tom is a serial entrepreneur. He used to have diamond parties. He's very outlandish. <laughs> very just, yeah.
1: Awesome. So, <laughs> um, so you go in and you starting as assistant.
0: Yeah. So, and wow.
1: And really just work your way.
0: Yeah. I started as an, an assistant and he, um, my boss would call me at 3am. I have an idea, Christian. I have an idea. And I'm like, who, who has an idea? Three write down and talk about it at eight, whatever. But um, he it was great. I learned such a great work ethic. He always told me when things were going on, he's like, well, get it done. What are you talking about? You don't Mm. have a response. Get it done. So there were many times I sat in a closing attorney's office. I sat in whoever's office and waited until I got the answer, waited until I got actual connecting with that person. And so he definitely taught me a different level Mm -hmm. of getting what you need and getting what you want and being persistent like he was a great boss
1: you you know what i love about that is in today's age of social everything is so you shouldn't work for nobody it's crazy to work somebody like this whole thing but always tell people so much of who i am as a leader today is from me being under leaders and watching them and watching like what happened when the stressful moments were happening and they said, Hey, we'll get it done. Right. Now when my stressful moments happen and the team looks to me, I say, Hey, we'll get it done. Yeah. Right. But but so much of it is from those moments of of mentorship where it wasn't a lot of times we think that mentorship has to be, you know, hey, Christian, I anoint you the mentee. Right. Come get this free blah, 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 blah. But you saw in that situation, there was a lot you learn circumstantial you know, plus I'm sure like some other, you know, foundational structural pieces.
0: I mean, it was so interesting because I just remember one day and actually it was a, it was a law office in Buckhead. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what do you mean? We're not closing. I was like, we're not closing today. He was like, why? And I said, I mean, it's, I think, and he's like, what do you mean? I think, (laughs) how do you not have the answer to this? And so like All of those things prepared me to be a leader, just like you said. Prepared me to be a leader. Prepared me for a different level of accountability and just a different level of understanding that sales, everything is relationships and it's hand-to-hand combat. I don't care how much social media it is. It is hand-to-hand combat. It is getting in your face, making sure you see my eyes. No, I'm not a serial killer.
1: You know, (laughs) understand
0: that like I I bring value and I'm, and that it's filled with integrity. Like I'm not going to do something wrong.
1: How do you? You mentioned social. How do you stand out? in a sea of social media, where it's people that present themselves as one way, it's like, you know, how do you validate the people that, hey, I really am the expert, I really do know these things? Like, 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 what are, what are some things that you do? I'm just curious.
0: I was about to say I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, I feel like I'm very much, and it's funny too, I have such a base of clients that I've had for over the years that I have a strong referral business, mm. but the people who do find me online, they're finding testimonials from clients. Um, I just try to never make it about me. That's just not who I am. And I appreciate all the agents who are like that, who are, you know, who who they're showcasing themselves. You have to showcase yourselves. I get that. But for me being in the business so long and remembering how it was done, I just that's just not my way. So if I go on, it's more so showing you who I am. And if you like me and you want to do business with me, then let's have a conversation.
1: I love it. I yeah. love it. So um you, you and your husband together, right? Y'all yes. leave. So y'all started a new business together or my husband hates real estate okay okay i was gonna say i was gonna say i didn't i didn't see him on the bio part okay i I was trying to connect the two
0: (laughs) he cannot stand real estate and to this day he's like you're still doing this huh You're, you're you're still doing this um but he had a background in i.t so he was there at the company and he was learning something new he came in as i.t and like our boss did kind of just kept moving you to a different part whereas when i left i left uh dealing with investor relations. So I would deal with all of our investors as well okay. as our banks. So helping cross-collateralize properties, like I started off just making calls and ended up like wow. managing developments. So um with him, him being in IT, he went back. He was like he liked the real estate part of doing expediting and helping with developments, but he was just like computers for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So you get there, how do you move from, okay, again, like I said, you started at, at, at the bottom of the industry, yeah. you move up, you gain all this experience to now being one of the leading brokers in Atlanta.
0: Giving. I mean, I think people are so busy, I don't want to say taking, but so mm-hmm. busy thinking about what can, I do, what can I do to benefit myself? Like as soon as I actually became a realtor, as soon as I was like, okay, I'm leaving this position, had a year of real estate under my belt, became licensed. I went to our orientation, and they talked about service. And, I mean, that's just something that's been ingrained for me from my Mm -hmm. mother. Like, she's service extraordinaire, (laughs) whatever she does. So, I joined the Government Affairs Committee because I actually thought I was going to be going into politics. Not as a politician, but as, like, a media person for the politician. Okay, gotcha. Um, So... You know, went and just started serving on government affairs, really understanding how interconnected everything is with real estate, our schools. You know, when we think about our kids. What's the ascension for them? It really starts with the zip code that they're born in. That's true. And so all of these things relate back to real estate and we're also tied to thirty-two other industries. So the fact that the Fed keeps raising rates and not thinking about the fact of how we are actually affecting the rest of the economy, um, is just one of those things that I feel like it was another opportunity for me to learn and grow and I just I was all in. You know, that's so
1: true. When people ask me, where should they live in Atlanta? They tell me I'm moving to Atlanta. You know, which area should I be in? My first question is, you got kids? Yeah. Because, because you ain't got kids, you got kids. Like, like where right. you live in Atlanta, it's different. It's, it's different. <laughs> it's very different, right? Very it's, different. it's very, it's two different lives, two different worlds <laughs> out here, right? Uh, if That's you don't have so kids, true. like, like you, you can just land anywhere, right? Yeah. You got kids, you better be very particular yep. about, like you said, what zip code you're in. Yeah. Like, what school what your kids will be sold for? In. Yeah. Because you, like you said, you really dictate their life. Yeah. From those parts. Oh, this is so good.
0: It's so true. And it's like even the access, you know, like right now there's, I just think about like, oh, how we're just gonna see things widen with black and brown ownership, home ownership, mm-hmm. if prices keep going up. You know, and people keep saying, oh, Atlanta's too expensive. No, we've been so cheap for so long. That's true. Where have you been able to get a 300,000 big house in a major metropolitan area? You couldn't do that in New York. You couldn't do that in Miami. You couldn't do that in D.C. Like it just wasn't possible. So now I feel like we're now growing as a city. And so it's, you know, but at the same time, how do we help either with lending or whatever programs that are to help people who might not have family behind them to help give a down payment or haven't had the opportunity to save because they're saddled with student loans? Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm originally from D.C. area for so long.
0: Be more. <laughs> okay, there
1: we go. What <laughs> to Morgan State? All right. Ah! So for so long, you know, when I moved down, people were like like, what's it like down there? And I would tell them, well, Atlanta is like entrepreneur utopia, right? Yep. And, and I say so many other things. When I moved down here, it was two things. The other thing besides entrepreneurs, which I knew I would find, I felt a lot of stay-at-home parents. Mm. And as I tried to wrap my mind around why, because in DC area, you both had to be working. And yeah. Y'all both better be making six, if y'all don't both yep. make six figures, you in the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you be locking <laughs> your stuff up, like covering up in a car, you getting broken <laughs> into, it's going to it's yeah. be some up now. But like the, the cost of living is so high. And what I realized is that this was such fertile ground for entrepreneurship yeah. and for raising families because you can live so affordably. Yes. Like, and it, it was really home yeah. ownership. Like, you could purchase a home, own a home on one income. Yep. And the one income didn't have to be $100,000, $150,000 a year. Yeah. Like, but like, you could live a nice in a, nice and a life. good life yes. in a nice neighborhood, right? Yes. Um, and, and when I realized that, I said, okay, it's a lot easier to be an entrepreneur when you don't have two, three, $4,000 mortgage over your head. Right. That just to keep you know, the lights are on yep. and, and a roof over my head. I got to clear three grand from the business before I do anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so that was something special about this place. But but as a, let me lean into you know the broker side of you, yeah. right? And working with people. Um, should people be buying right now? Of course, i like to ask everybody that's on your side in real estate, because a lot of people, as I'm encouraging them to buy, saying, well, you know, interest rate's too high. You know, the, the, yeah. if I wish I would have bought a couple years ago, but now the price is too high... Should they buy now, or should they be waiting for prices and interest rates to go down?
0: <laughs> so this is what I. First of all, these were the rates when I got into the business. These were the interest rates. People are always buying, and that was still historically low. So what we've had over the ten past ten years, that's like, that's like your your mom and dad giving you candy every day, and then they take the candy away. You haven't eaten it, <laughs> but they have. They keep giving you the candy. You're like, oh, I got that Snickers over there. It's like Fed took away those rates, and we've had the fastest rate rate hike acceleration in history that happened last year. And it just shocked people because they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, five, wait, f- four, five, <laughs> six, seven. But the reality is, is that I just had a friend who called me and said, my landlord is going on my rent $700 a month. <laughs> so she's now buying because she was forced into that situation. Right. Like you don't want someone else telling you that, but regardless of rate, I think it's a matter of what is in your financial ability and I will always be a proponent of ownership. I have personally moved eight times. Um, I buy and sell every two and a half years. Now this last house, I'm done. <laughs> I'm there, been there for two years. But I think it's a great time to buy because- If you're a
1: six or a seven figure entrepreneur, a black business owner, and you don't know where to go, if you feel like you're alone, if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to that gets how you feel or gets the pressures of being a business owner in today's climate, guess what we do. I want to introduce you to the Traffic, Sales & Profit Mastermind. Now in the TSP Mastermind, we have a 12-month program that's going to help you reach your next six, seven, or eight figures in business over the course of a year. Now along that year, we have one-on-one coaching, we have accountability, we have community, we have live events, and everything you need in order to reach the next level. For more information, visit us at www.TrafficSalesAndProfit.com.
0: Because what's going to happen when rates do creep a little bit more back down? You know, when they creep down, that means there's going to be more people who come to the market, which right. means more competition, which means, again, elevated prices. Yeah. So it's like, take it.
1: And that's like, a great point. We've been looking over the last couple of years, we were locked out of the market because the market was so hot. Yeah. It's like like we were putting, like everybody else putting contracts on stuff yeah. and couldn't get anything. And it wasn't until rates started to go back up that then we were actually able to get a, a bid in
0: right. that actually was accepted. Right, it offered a little, yeah, offered yeah. a window. And I mean, I was one of those brokers putting stuff in where I had a client um, play professional football and <laughs> we, put in, we put in for uh, two Super Bowl tickets, Tickets to—I I mean, like it was crazy—and we went ninety thousand over asking, for the regular person that's not yeah. possible. But you know, then I have clients who just financially well off who were like, "Okay, what do you have to do th- to win this?" And I'm like, "It's probably going to have to be a hundred thousand over." Okay, let's do it. Like, and it was nothing. So I think a lot of people they try to blame a boogeyman, but the reality is there's just people with means and situations that are able to get things done. Yeah, and it's unfortunate when it locks you know people out but it's it's just reality
1: and again it might be the reason why you need to take advantage of the opportunity now yeah right hoping that things slide down again, but if they slide down everything heats up
0: yeah I'm and, t- it's and we're seeing multiple offer situations right now like that's what people don't understand even with these rates you know that, that, that's
1: interesting right because one of the things I, I tell folks all the time is that people got money Right. right we always
0: think money you, you're like we, wait a minute what oh
1: you we oh, always you think too. like everyone is good, doing so bad <laughs> no. and you know it's a it ain't a recession for everybody
0: no it is right not. Like,
1: like people got money out here they're yep. spending money out here still uh, unemployment is still at record lows yep so there's still money circulating in the marketplace yes and, and money to be spent yes so so you know i guess that's good for for sellers too right For people that's thinking about selling yeah because um you know we ended up getting a place and selling the home um, and when we were going to sell, I know, you know, there, I heard other people that were saying, well, you know, stuff's gonna be on the market, stuff this and that. And I was like, I think our house is prepared. To, I think it's like ready, <laughs> yeah. kitchen been remodeled, bathroom's been, it like, it showed nice. Yep. And I think we might have been on the market nine days. Yeah. In a good school system, boom.
0: Good school system and things done, like modernization's done that, that buyers yes. know they don't have to walk in and do things. It's a done deal. Now, if you're sitting here with 1972 kitchen, we
1: may have <laughs> more days on the market. That's just, that's just is what it is. Yeah. I love it. All right. So, so uh this stuff's so fascinating to me. All right. So um, with everything that you've done through real estate, I know you've also begun to make a shift towards becoming a tech founder. Yes. Right. So tell yes. me about age tech, about happy talk. Cause this is just fascinating to me. Like, like what was <laughs> it that made you make the shift?
0: So first I actually had an introduction to tech When I was brought on to be a broker at a firm that uh, we had to exit in 2019, Mm. it was a prop tech company. So we had, you know, developers that were working with us. Uh, We were, our goal was kind of be Redfin-ish. That's what we were working on. Um, and so that it was great because I was able to see sales loft being built, Cowley being built in Atlanta tech village. Like mm. I was open to a whole new world. I was learning about APIs and I'm like, what is going on? Like, it was just a whole new Did it feel like world. when you first
1: learned about real estate again? It did. Cause real estate is like a lot, and it it's probably did. exciting and tech is, could be yeah. the same way.
0: And so it was so interesting because this time around I came in and I came in as a broker. Eventually I became co-founder this time. I was like, I called, people over at ATV and I was just landing tech village. I said, Hey, I'm ready to, I'm coming back. I'm building something. And they're like, Oh, okay. Not that I had to call them to tell them, it's just, you
1: know, he's like, put y'all on notes. I'm like, just let you know, you're going
0: to see my face in the
1: building. <laughs>
0: but it was so great because I went back and it's that same energy. Just like you talked about the entrepreneurship, like that entrepreneurship energy in Atlanta is just it's special, yes. like there's just nothing you can, I feel like you can compare it to. San Francisco seems very fake to me. I mean, it's mm. like, oh great, you can be in a coffee shop. Someone says I'll fund you, awesome. That's not <laughs> Atlanta. So we we do have to catch up on the capital side. Yes. This time around, that's what I'm learning the most is that the company before, we were, we were funded. We came in with money. I was able to hire someone around, you know, that time. Mm-hmm. So then eventually with a staff of 10, 150 contractors, four offices. Now it's me find me and my money. <laughs> and I'm yeah. Like
1: it's different. It's, it's so... not you use your money versus <laughs> you oh got my... a little piggy
0: bank over here oh to be pulling God. from. It's so different. <laughs> Cuz you're like wait a minute, well do I do this now or do I do this later or do I do this like later later or just like later a month from now. You know, everything is is an extra decision, but the transition really came from my clients. Mm. I've been in business all this time. I'm sitting here and I am seeing the parents and grandparents living longer than ever. Yes, I'm helping them downsize, get a new home. I'm also the bad guy to them. I'm the person who's kicking them out of their house after 40 oh. years. So I have to then gain that trust. And I just noticed that they want to talk, you know? They're literally losing their community around them. They would talk to the mailman, they would, someone would take true, them to I've the store. They're losing this sense of community around them. And that like, that just pained me. I was like, what can I do? Do about this? And then my aunt has MS and it's gotten progressively worse over the pandemic, not being able to have the same therapies. And she's lonely. And I'm like, how can I employ my aunt? Like, so looking at those two things together, I just went down a rabbit hole just doing research. And then I joined a program at Atlanta Tech Village called It Takes a Village great program for anyone thinking of going from ideation to a minimal viable product and uh really started from there and just started talking to a bunch of potential customers now what is age is age check like an actual category it is now we're an actual category (laughs) it's um it's tech that's in aging and so that covers elder care anything with elder care if there's sensors or if it's aging in place with the home, the things you're going to do with Alexa or et cetera, any other things, sensors, mm-hmm. um, so it's anything technology related that's related to aging.
1: All right, and now tell me specifically, uh, happy talks.
0: Yes, so happy talk, at happy talks. We are on a mission to curb loneliness. So wow, uh, right I, lo- now, I love
1: that. Just I commend you on that part. Thank just, you. I just love the way that sounds and, and the feeling that evokes.
0: Yeah, when you hear it. Our our seniors, like we think about COVID and how so many people felt alone and like they were by themselves. Well, can you imagine a senior feels that every day Mm -hmm. if they're if they're not as mobile, if they don't have a car or if they've just lost friends? How we felt during COVID is how they feel every day. Mm -hmm. And so our goal is that we put some buddies around them. We have curated social chats. We learn more about them. All of our buddies are background checked, and we call them. And so they look forward to our calls. We call them once, twice, or three times a week, and then we have a platform that reports back to the families. So the families know who their loved one talked to. Again, they know their background check. They've been trained. Um, we teach them about the sensitiv- sensitivities, political sensitivities, you know, racial, ethnic. Like we had a phone call last night. And it was like, oh. I mean, glad it's not all the people in that group, you know I mean? <laughs> so, but our, our whole goal is just to help them feel seen and heard as they kind of feel like they're probably losing every day. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a different ache. They have a different pain. They lose a friend. Um, we want to just deliver joy every day to them.
1: Hmm, so That's interesting. So tell me, so the buddies, mm-hmm. are the buddies uh, older people? Are they younger people? The it's age a mix. Just any age? It's okay. a mix.
0: We have, uh, our oldest right now is 82. Okay, wow. And, um... Our youngest right now actually isn't, I guess, so young. Uh, she's 40. Okay. But she's young. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, th- th- and
1: that's that's um, interesting. Because even as I said that and asked you the question, I think about it. I know older people love to talk to younger people. They yeah. love to, t- you know, it's like different yeah. conversations they love having yeah. for different reasons. um, and, and that's interesting. And just the concept of it, of knowing that your loved ones are talking to people that are vetted. Yeah. Like, I want to emphasize that part of what you said, because... It makes me think about, you know, a lot of times as me and my wife, as our parents get older, we know a lot of people out there to prey on yes. old individuals. And that will, um, you know, create not authentic relationships with them right. in order to gain access to their trust. So then they gain access to their bank accounts, right. their credit, yes. their homes, and like all different types of other things. That's something... As um, our parents get older, we're always thinking about. So I love the fact you say, hey, think of these conversations, but the people we actually vet through the process and then are monitoring those conversations as well, it sounds like.
0: And then the great thing is, too, is that, you know, we have the notes. So sometimes the families end up learning stuff about their their loved one. They're like, I had no idea he did that in the war. I had no idea this was the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of our calls are masked. So, like, our buddies never see the person they're talking to's information. All they know is their first name. So we are hyper vigilant on privacy and also to um, HIPAA, which is a healthcare standard, yes. uh, making sure that our platform is to that standard as well.
1: And let me ask you that. So you mentioned this then, so how do they, when they find out that, Hey, you know, I didn't know that grandpa served in World War II and yeah. did these things. Like, how does that stuff get back? Is it that the buddy is sharing little bits and nuggets about it? Is it just like when it's
0: reviewed yeah, so after every call, we send a message back to the loved one. So it sits in our platform, and also gets immediately texted to them. Nobody wants an email. <laughs> <laughs> so the notes are texted to them, so they just know, like, hey, we talked about XYZ, and it's never anything that's divulging privacy of the older adult. So it's really just, you know, um, like last night our conversation was the fact that uh, D-Day was today, and that mm. person was a veteran. So, you know, we were just kind of talking about the numbers in the war, and, and just, Sharing those moments, and then he said something about a submarine. I'm like, "What is that?" And so it's a lot of learning between both of us. I feel like because he's asking me about AI and the Apple, wow. uh, you know, the Apple Goggle thing that came out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know
1: what to call that. It's that. I guess you need a buddy. You need yeah, a buddy that is versed in Apple's latest products. Right. Don't you? So, so, so this, I'm just, I'm just fascinated by this, right? Because you make me, you know, think of so many different things. Because I remember even as my um, grandparents got older, who they, they passed now, but as they got older, I was having conversations with them and unearthing things, like you said, that they never told my mother. Yeah. And I was learning things. And, and I often find, too, that a lot of times it's this weird thing between parents and their children to where they don't share certain yep. things. But as they get older, hey, they stop caring. Yeah. about what they share or they start having these <laughs> these uh, uh you know thoughts and memories right yeah but like like i would you know share with my mom hey yeah you know grandma said blah blah and she like like she's what like, is that what? i never heard that like <laughs> are you sure and i'm like yeah i got it don't do it. i got it i got it on video right oh and, i and love that so much and she's like oh my goodness i can't believe this so I, I love the fact that y'all have the ability to unearth parts of like i said not even just their history because if it's your parents your grandparents somebody in the family it's really the family's history yeah and being able to chronicle that and make it a part of now, the legacy that's passed down, you know, generation, generation, generation.
0: For sure, and it's crazy too, because I just had a friend that was like, have you heard of grief tech? And I'm like, please stop, I want no parts (laughs) of grief tech. But then he actually, when he broke it down to me, I was like, God, I guess we'll kind of be in grief tech too. Because the reality is, as we started doing this, you know, as an entrepreneur, You find out things as you scale. You know, you're like, oh, I didn't think about this before. So one thing I didn't think about was how will this impact us when we lose someone? Yes. Not just the family, but how will it impact the person who's been talking to them? How do we love on them? How do we care for them? And um, because I just got misty-eyed thinking about losing the people I've talked to. And so... I was thinking of like, maybe we can do some recordings from them from the conversation. And, and that give was, them to them that was my next
1: question. Because yeah. I, I think like that would be so transformational. Yeah. And so such a sacred gift. Right. Like you said, as you kind of you know move on beyond. Um, amazing, amazing. So what is your goal? Like, like what is the big goal as you set out? Like where do you want Happy Talk to go?
0: The big goal for me is that we are international. The reality is a woman in Italy a year ago was found at her kitchen table. She had been dead for a year. Wow. No one knew she was dead. And it's like, how many stories are there like that, where people just haven't been checked on? They haven't been called just to say, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? And the Surgeon General uh, just released a report, 80 pages. All these researchers came together saying it's not just older people. It's everyone right now in all age ranges that are feeling loneliness. And that's fine. Everyone can deal with everyone else. I'm just dealing with the elders. So mm-hmm. for us, it would be to help elders all across the world with loneliness and to just make them feel seen, heard, and then also just gift them experiences. Like, I can't wait to actually, like, be like Oprah <laughs> for older <laughs> people. <laughs> be like you get a vacation, you know, or you get a day at <laughs> the spa. I can't wait for that.
1: Everybody needs a buddy. You get a buddy, you get a buddy, right. you get a buddy. Right? Everybody gets a buddy. <laughs> I, I love it, I love it. So, congrats, I congratulations Thank on, you. I know how hard it is to get something just from ideation, Oof. to like you said, that minimum viable product and getting it to the marketplace. So, yes. congratulations on that. Thank you. also want to commend you on the heart behind what you do. Because what you're doing is literally something that's going to transform families and transform, like I said, their lives. And their loved ones, like even when their loved ones are no longer here, like I, I instantly yeah. saw the purpose in it. I saw um, the necessity of it. And just, I just wanna congratulate you for what you're doing.
0: Thank you. I'm so, I'm so excited. Like we just love our members. They're, they're super, they're just all sweet people. I feel like too, we're attracting just really nice people. Cause you know, we think about those conversations we may have to navigate mm-hmm. around, but uh, everyone's been very kind <laughs> so
1: far. <laughs> okay, I have one last question about mm-hmm. uh, your platform. What do you need? Because we have some oh, amazing man. people that yeah. watch the show, just in case somebody's watching. Yeah. And it's like, this is amazing. Um, yeah. And if somebody's watching it, that, that can help.
0: We, we need... <laughs> okay,
1: now, now you're talking to people. Yes. I, love it. I love this.
0: We need introductions to senior communities, people who know things about Medicare. There's new Medicare rules coming out that we can actually get paid for. We have so many older adults that call us and are like, can Medicare pay for this? And that's mm-hmm. heartbreaking. So you know, eventually we want to have a nonprofit arm so that we can have people pay for other people's calls. Uh, but yeah, that's the introductions to people who can help us get through Medicare and get approved would be amazing.
1: Awesome. And are yeah. you looking for investors?
0: Oh, and we are looking for investors. Okay, that's
1: a good question. <laughs> that's <laughs> a great question. <laughs> you forgot that Thank
0: part. You. because that's another big thing, excuse me, that I've learned so much now is just the disparity. You know, black entrepreneurs with venture capital get like 1%. Mm-hmm. Black women are like 02 of that percent. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to see the capital markets and have a different view this time. I'm like, Oh, this is very it's interesting. So yes.
1: I love it. All answer. right. So somebody's watching, they want to, you know, learn more about you, want to follow you, connect with you. How can they reach you?
0: I am at Christian sold it on all socials and uh, happy talks is at our happy talks and we're at HappyTalks.com. All
1: right. So thank you so much, Chris, for coming through. Thank you. I appreciate you it's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And, if you watch this episode, right, you should have got so much value out of it. We learned so many things about real estate, about entrepreneurship, about our elders and how we can connect further with them. But guess what? We have another amazing episode coming next week. So I wanna make sure you get locked in. Also make sure you follow Christian on all the platforms and reach out, right? If you got those connections, if you can connect her to someone with senior care facilities. Yes, Medi- Medicare access, Medicare all that. Medicare access, all that. Or you're yes. like, hey, you know what? I got a hundred million and I'm looking to park somewhere and invest. Holla at me. Holla at the girl. (laughs) All right, y'all. We'll see you next week back on the Traffic, Sales, and Profit show.
0: The Combo, your home for conversations on Black entrepreneurship and wealth. Available on your favorite platforms.